So let's pray real quick. Our gracious God and Heavenly Father, as we look into your word and ponder the truths therein, open our hearts, Lord, and uh, may I do justice to handling your precious word this day. We pray in Jesus' precious name. Amen. So the verse I want to look at today, at least to start with, is Jonah chapter 3 in verse 1. And the word of the Lord came unto Jonah the second time. Today, I'd like to focus our thoughts on the fact that God in his mercy gives many second chances. And the Bible has numerous examples of second opportunities that have been given. Um, but often after great heartache and tribulation from disobedience. So we first look at Jonah in our verse we read, and the word of the Lord came unto Jonah the second time. Backing up a little bit to Jonah chapter 1, verses 1 through 3. Now the word of the Lord came unto Jonah, the son of Amittai, saying, Arise, go to Nineveh, that great city, and cry against it, for their wickedness has come up before me. But Jonah rose up to flee unto Tarshish from the presence of the Lord, and went down to Joppa, and he found a ship going to Tarshish. So he paid the fare thereof, and went down into it, to go with them unto Tarshish from the presence of the Lord. In an act of outright disobedience, we read that Jonah fled from God when he was specifically told to arise and go to Nineveh. So Jonah, he gets on a ship headed for Tarshish. God sends a terrible and terrifying storm that threatens to destroy the ship. <clears throat> Jonah tells the men on the ship that his fleeing from the Lord is the cause of the storm, and he's thrown overboard, as we recall, and swallowed by a great fish. In the belly of the fish for three days and three nights, we do read in chapter 2, verse 1, then Jonah prayed unto the Lord his God out of the fish's belly. And in verse 10, the Lord spake unto the fish, and it vomited out Jonah unto the dry land. And the word of the Lord came unto Jonah the second time, saying, Arise. Go unto Nineveh, that great city, and preach unto it the preaching that I bid thee. So Jonah arose and went into Nineveh according to the word of the Lord. You know, when we look at Jonah, he did not have it very easy after he initially refused to go to Nineveh, spending three days and three nights in the belly of the fish. But the Lord indeed gave him a second chance. I'd like you to turn over to 2 Samuel where we read the tragic story of King David, who walking on this roof, sees Bathsheba, the wife of Uriah, bathing. He has her summoned to himself, commits adultery with her, and conceives a child with her. To cover up his sin, David has Uriah placed on the front line of the hottest battle in order that he would be killed. And Uriah is indeed killed in battle, and David takes Bathsheba to be his wife. The end of 2 Samuel 11:27 we read, but the thing that David had done displeased the Lord. The Lord wasn't done with David though. And in 2 Samuel 12 we read of the Lord sending Nathan on a mission of conviction, as I like to call it, to David where he presents a parable of the rich man and the traveler unto David. The scriptures say that David's anger was greatly kindled against the man and he said to Nathan, as the Lord liveth the man that hath done this, things shall, shall surely die. The climax of this account comes in verse 7, and Nathan said to David, thou art the man. Thus saith the Lord God of Israel, I anointed thee king over Israel, 
and I delivered thee out of the hand of Saul. Nathan continues the Lord's rebuke, and in verse 13, David said unto Nathan, I have sinned against the Lord. And Nathan said unto David, The Lord also hath put away thy sin. Thou shalt not die. Now, David did suffer much as a result of his sins, but he was also called a man after God's own heart. And we have, have a tremendous collection of David's psalms that show us the depth of David's reliance on God, his cryings and his, and his pleadings with the Lord. David truly was given a second chance by God. Another account of second chances comes in the book of uh, Judges, when we read of Samson. Judges chapter 13 in verse 5, for lo, thou shalt conceive and bear a son, and no razor shall come on his head, for the child shall be a Nazarite unto God from the womb, and he shall begin to deliver Israel out of the hand of the Philistines. A little further in the chapter in verse 24, and the woman bare a son and called his name Samson, and the child grew, and the Lord blessed him. But Samson ends up being his own worst enemy. While he was blessed with superhuman strength, he also had a weakness for the worst kinds of women and was prone to fits of rage. His life was truly one of ups and downs. Just a few examples of those ups and downs in his travel to Timnath, he kills a lion with his bare hands. He slew 30 men of Ashkelon to fulfill his debt to those that solved his riddle. When his Philistine wife was given to his friend, he was furious and caught 300 foxes. He put firebrands on their tails and released them to burn up the Philistines' corn, vineyards, and olives. When the men of Judah hand him over to the Philistines, Samson breaks his cords asunder and slays a thousand men with the jawbone of a donkey. As we continue to read his life story, which is truly laid bare to us in the pages of scripture, we see his, rela his relationship with the sketchy Delilah. And when she, for 1,100 pieces of silver from the Philistines, goads Samson into sharing with her the secret of his strength, he finally caves and reveals that his hair has never been shorn. So Delilah proceeds to have Samson's hair cut off. He's captured by the Philistines. He has his eyes put out and is forced to grind in the prison house. If we look in Judges chapter 16 and verse 23, then the lords of the Philistines gathered them together for to offer a great sacrifice unto Dagon their God, and to rejoice, for they said, Our God hath delivered Samson, our enemy, into our hand. But as we continue to read, we realize that God's not done with Samson. He's going to give Samson a second chance. At the Philistine celebration, in an effort to mock Samson and celebrate his capture, he's placed between two pillars on display for those in attendance. Judges 16, 28 to 30 reads, And Samson called unto the Lord and said, O Lord God, remember me, I pray thee, and strengthen me, I pray thee. Only this once, O God, that I may be at once avenged of the Philistines from my two eyes. And Samson took hold of the two middle pillars upon which the house stood and on which it was borne up, of the one with his right hand and the other with his left. And Samson said, Let me die with the Philistines. And he bowed himself with all his might, and the house fell upon the lords and upon, and upon all the people that were therein. So <clears throat> the dead which he slew at his death were more than they which he slew in his life. Samson, Samson is quite an enigma in scripture. We read about him in Hebrews in the Hall of Faith. 
And although he misused his great strength throughout nearly his entire life, Samson was indeed given a second chance by God. And uh, as we read at the end of that verse, he shall begin to deliver Israel out of the hand of the Philistines. That was said at Samson's birth, and, and, and God held true to that and did indeed give Samson a second chance. Finally, we, I'd like to look at Paul, or Saul, Saul of Tarsus, persecuting the early church. We read of his presence when Stephen, who stood before the council preaching the gospel, recorded in Acts 7, and in verses 58 to 60, and cast him out of the city and stoned him. And the witnesses laid down their clothes at a young man's feet, whose name was Saul. And they stoned Stephen, calling upon God and saying, Lord Jesus, receive my spirit. And he kneeled down and cried with a loud voice, Lord, lay not this sin to their charge. And when he had said this, he fell asleep. And by his own admission, over in Acts 22, Paul has this to say, and I persecuted this way, the Christian way, unto the death, binding and delivering into prisons both men and women. And also the high priest doth bear me witness in all the estate of the elders, from whom also I received letters unto the brethren, and went to Damascus to bring them which were there bound unto Jerusalem for to be punished. But again, God gives Saul his great mercy and a second chance. We read of his conversion on the road to Damascus in Acts chapter 9, verses 1 through 6. Saul, yet breathing out threatenings and slaughter against the disciples of the Lord, went unto the high priest and desired of him letters to Damascus to the synagogues, that if he found any of this way, whether they were men or women, he might bring them bound unto Jerusalem. And as he journeyed, he came near Damascus, and suddenly there shined round about him a light from heaven. And he fell to the earth and heard a voice saying unto him, Saul, Saul, why persecutest thou me? And he said, who art thou, Lord? And the Lord said, I am Jesus, whom thou persecutest. It is hard for thee to kick against the pricks. And he trembling and astonished said, Lord, what wilt thou have me to do? And the Lord said unto him, arise and go into the city, and it shall be told thee what thou must do. God would change Saul's name to Paul who would go on to be one of the greatest evangelists recorded in the scriptures. His letters and deep theological treatises would not have been given to us without God giving Paul a second chance. These are just a few examples that I found pouring over scripture of the second chances that God's revealed to us in his precious and holy word, but they are instructive and encouraging. And when I think about this, it is, should be an encouragement to us all as we think of Firstly, those who we've witnessed to that have rejected the gospel, we've shared with them, we've pleaded with them, and yet they've rejected the message of the truth. God may still give them a second chance. It's also an encouragement when I think about those that have walked away from the Lord. And many of us on this call, including myself, we're living that painful reality of a loved one who once professed Christ's holy name and yet are now at enmity with him. Oh, have hope. God may still give them a second chance. Nations that were once built on a Christian foundation and in our day and age are being plunged into wickedness and debauchery. Oh, have hope, dear Christian. God may still give them a second chance. And in our own lives, as we go about our daily activity and find ourselves falling short, disobeying in thought and in deed, does not 
God give us second chances and restore us to fellowship and usefulness. There's certainly an urgency to the work that we're called to. And while we must be diligent about doing the things that we're called to today and not putting off until tomorrow what we're commanded to do, as it says in John 9, 4, I must work the works of him that sent me while it is day. The night cometh when no man can work. But we must also remember that God is a God of mercy. And when all seems lost, we should remind ourselves that the word of the Lord came unto Jonah the second time. Amen.